Quantum Alchemy Radio, where a new perspective is a new reality. One slight shift. Imagine that one slight shift in perception can cause our perspective to become a new reality. Why not you? Why not now? Join us. Greetings, everyone. This is Anya Sophia Mann, your host for Quantum Alchemy Radio. And right now, oh, I'm so happy. I've waited a really long time for this to happen. Um, I'm just so excited. There's so much to share with you. It's really been a lifelong dream. So uh, let's take a minute. Let's get Ruth, Ruth Haddikin in the United Kingdom, is going to be the co-host. Ruth is someone who I'm sure a lot of you can um, relate with this. She's someone that I chat with just about every single day, whether it's on a business level or on a friendship level or as a confidant. And I can't think of a more perfect person to have side-by-side with me me in this as a co-host. So, Ruth, are you here? I am. Hello, Anya, and hello, everybody from England. Yes, yes, and this this is through Blog Talk Radio, and Blog Talk Radio is international, so what we're really looking forward is um, spreading the word and sharing this show with a lot of people. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about in the first segment is really what is quantum alchemy? What is this radio show about? And in the first segment of the five segments that we've broken it down to in the hour and a half that we're going to be together, oh, actually I think it's just under an hour and a half, in this first segment we'll be talking about an article that touched me so deeply. Um, actually it's it's... Is DNA the next internet? And basically, it talks about are we beings of light? And the answer is yes. And science is proving it. So I'm excited to talk about that. Actually, there's two articles. And Ruth, Ruth has a mind that's very, very different than mine. Mine is I'm very intuitive and, you know, very open and very connected and very multidimensional. And Ruth has one of those brilliant genius minds that can come in and, and talk about the facts to the degree that she can. Are you feeling a little pressure, Ruth? <laughs> <laughs> Only a little. So our combined energy, our combined minds are fabulous together. So the idea came, the chats, the conversations, the dialogues that we have every day, why not put them on air? So the first segment will always be dedicated to a dialogue, dialogue between us on whatever comes, life, universe, and everything. So... Um, Ruth, maybe let's just say a little bit about um, quantum alchemy. And, you know, there's there's no actual, you know, formal definition. We're kind of just organic about this. So let's see what comes in the moment, Ruth. Um, quantum alchemy, maybe just say a bit about 
um, what that means, and then alchemy, and then what the two words put together mean. And before that, I'll just jump in and say, you know, folks, one day I was driving to Sedona actually having a chat with Ruth, no surprise. And um, (laughs) one of the most used words in my vocabulary, Ruth, let's see if this is true for you when you listen to me, is I wonder. Oh, definitely. You must say it umpteen times a day. (laughs) Right. I was born. You probably probably say it about a million times a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I was born wondering, folks. And, you know, I wonder how many stars in the sky, how did they get there? I wonder, I wonder. And in the work that I've been blessed to do with a myriad of, you know, different types of people throughout the world, I've always wondered what happens. What is that? What is that about? I mean, sure, I use the label of coaching and consulting, you know, those really just labels that people can understand what something along the lines of magic happens and sometimes it even feels miraculous what happens and so in my wondering what i wonder what's really going on when i'm connecting with people bingo it dropped in driving to sedona quantum alchemy and i'm like ruth what's quantum ruth what's alchemy and As she started to talk about these things, I'm like, that's it. Something is happening. So, Ruth, maybe jump in and say a bit about it. Uh, Absolutely, Anya. But first, I'd like to just say a little bit about you for the listeners who who don't know you. Um, Anya is... Uh, a personal and professional development consultant and she's been working in the field of human development for over 20 years and uh, some of the workshops and seminars webinars and uh, um, retreats that I've attended that you know emotional release uh, retreats that Anya has facilitated have been absolutely phenomenal so when you came up with this uh, term quantum alchemy it just felt so perfect for what I have seen happen in the work that you do with individuals and with groups there is some kind of inexplicable change that happens some transformation and quantum alchemy is a great description of it so quantum the original meaning of the word quantum was something very very small that's where we get the word quota from uh, quantum a quantum was uh, the word quantum was developed to describe the smallest, smallest physical particle that we could possibly imagine. Although now, in, these, in this atomic age, you know, in the age of uh, neutrons and electrons and atoms, it now refers to everything below the physical level of existence. You know, they're talking about energy that isn't even physical when, when scientists talk about quantum. And then alchemy, we all have an idea of what alchemy is, some kind of chemical change based on, you know, the old alchemists of medieval times who were always searching for the the recipe to turn lead into gold. We've all heard this kind of story. Um, What I loved, Anya, was a definition that I found in Wikipedia where alchemy refers to the process of liberation from temporal existence and temporal means time-based existence 
So, so this kind of is a new definition of alchemy that fits our, our quantum age, if you like, but it's referring to the process of liberation from time-based yeah. existence. So when we yeah. put the two together then, quantum alchemy is the interface, it's the space, it's the gap between the physical and the non-physical where all change and therefore all healing happens. Mm. Mm. Whoa, I'm fired up just hearing that, Ruth. I mean, it's like in, it's, I, I'm electrified on a cellular level. And, and so even more, it, it, I just can relate with those words around what it is that I'm healing, Ruth, when I'm working with people. And it's, it's, which a little bit is bringing in right now about the articles that we're going to talk about. Um, we are beings of light. And, you know, now I understand why I feel lit up inside. I feel lit up inside and something happened. And um, I think about uh, the words that I heard the other day. It was on a YouTube video, and they said something about the greatest relationship that you can have actually is a chemical one. This is a chemical conversation that's happening. So maybe say a bit about that, Ruth. Right, right. Well, that's interesting because it, it's always been said for a long time uh, in, in science that we are... When we when we have relationships, we speak about chemistry, don't we? A chemistry, there's chemistry between people. And uh, I remember years back when I was in nursing school being taught that the cells communicate with each other through chemical reactions. And so a lot of time was spent actually studying the chemistry and studying how this chemical reaction could happen. Um, but it was never quite adequate. Reactions are really quite slow in relation to how fast information can actually pass, you know, between between cells. So it was a theory that never quite actually fit. And now reading this article uh, that, that we're talking about, does DNA emit light, that brings us to the article, um, they're, they're now discovering that the, the most important thing, is the exciting thing in this article, is that they've discovered that molecules in our DNA can actually transmit light. They actually emit light. This has been proven. And that the light passes at the speed of light, obviously, at the speed of light to other cells. And uh, and that's how the cells are communicating. So in effect, I'm quoting this from the article because it's such a beautiful visual, that the cells in our bodies are singing to each other. And that's how the information is getting passed across. And then because a result of that, then there's a chemical change. So there is a chemistry, but whereas they used to think the chemistry was the cause, the chemistry is now thought to be secondary, that the chemistry happens after the information is passed across in, on light, that our cells are singing to each other. I love that idea. For the listeners, I, I just want to um, come in with a, a clarification here. We are ordinary people having a quantum conversation. Yeah. So what would you say about that, a quantum conversation? 
a quantum conversation. Well, I suppose our cells are singing to each other, Anya, and, and everybody's does. Whenever we have a conversation, there's, there's what appears to be happening on the surface, and then there's what's really happening in, the tran- in this, this transmission of, of light between the cells. Right. right. So maybe right. we should say a little bit of, uh, about the scientist, Anya, who, who discovered this. Sure. So, so it doesn't sound like it's me saying this, or, or Anya, because we, we read this article online uh, called "Does DNA Emit Light?" and this was an article written by Dan Eden for ViewZone, ViewZone.com, and uh, he looked into the work. He'd heard about this and he got excited about it, like like we do. That the, the cells are actually, you know, using light to communicate. And uh, what excited him was the idea that, um, that we've actually got our own wireless internet already built into <laughs> our DNA. So, so it's wireless. This is the important bit. So when two people are relating, even though one's in America and one's in England, our cells are still singing to each other. You know, even mm. even while we're talking now, our cells are singing to each other. So this excited mm-hmm. Dan Eden, and he did all his background research and he found the work of um, a German biophysicist and called Fritz Albert Popp. And this is, it's his work. It's the work of Dr. Fritz Albert Popp that we're all excited about. So he, it was he who discovered, in his work on light, he discovered that the cells were actually emitting light and communicating to each other through light. Mm-hmm. And these these were Russian scientists. I believe he I believe so. you, he, yeah. he was he was working in Germany. I don't know if he was German to begin with, but he was working in Germany, and his work was based on um, previous work that had been done in the 1970s by Russian scientists. It's mm-hmm. amazing this work was started in the 1970s. There was a doctor, mm-hmm. that, that I can't pronounce Russian names, Veliko, Velikovich. <laughs> That's as close as I can get. And, that was um, great. <laughs> that's that's another Russian scientist who's also uh, a woman who's asking the same questions that you know how is it that uh, what she's particularly looking at, at is how thousands of different kinds of molecules in one organism are able to recognize the correct targets you know when when uh, you know liver cells can recognize liver cells and brain cells no brain cells and you know there's there's a whole universe going on in our bodies and how you know how does is all this recognized and orchestrated and of course it 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 now looks like the answer is light of, of course, yes. you could say that from a spiritual perspective but of course but isn't it exciting when science says yeah okay we can see that yes. you know, we've got evidence of that now yes yes and um yes Ruth what that brings into my mind is um for example, every day or before I place a phone call, when I get up in the morning, before I go into a workshop, before I work with a client, I'm always setting an intention, and an, uh, an intention for me to the feeling state where I'm feeling, I'm actually feeling the outcome, you know, of, of being together with someone. I'm feeling the joy that's on the other side. I'm feeling one of my favorite words, the liberation of whatever the person might be bringing to the call. I feel actually the liberation that that person feels inside. 
And so mm-hmm. it's making sense to me, um, Ruth, listening to you about this article. It's, it's unlit up. unlit up inside. It's because our, our cells are having that, you know, chemical conversation. Yes, yes. And, and yes. that reminds me of a couple of things I've often heard you say when you're working on you is, is how important it, it is how we flow our energy. And, and I've heard you say about the come from, about where, where you're coming from, what your intention is. And I just want to quickly relate this to the second article, because in the second article, Liz, can, I jump, in, can next, I jump in? Sure. Liz, can I sure. jump in before you do that? Um, because mm-hmm. I just want to clarify something. Um, the, the, what we're talking about, folks and friends, we're talking about um, in an organic way, scientific discoveries and, and all of that. We we are not scientists. We are ordinary people just having um, a quantum conversation. And and where this all came from in, in wanting to do this radio show is so that I am able to work with people at this level through coaching actually will have segments um, coaching live on the show. So I'm very excited about that. And Ruth, before you tie in that second article, let's jump in and do a promo now uh, about some of the work that I do. Thanks. Okay. 30 seconds, folks. That's it. When, if, you are really ready for a quantum leap in your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, or relationally, visit AnyaSophiaMan.com. Visionary Intuitive, Coaching, and Consultant. AnyaSophiaMan.com. I'll see you there. Are you ready? Yes, I'm going to repeat that again. If you want to just learn a little bit more about me, friends, and perhaps interested in connecting with me um, on whatever is going on and coming up in your life, simply the address is anyasophiaman.com. That's anyasophiaman.com, A-N-Y-A-S-O-P-H-I-A. M-A-N-N.com, AnyaSophiaMan.com. And I really look forward to connecting with you. So, Ruth, just want to jump in around bringing in that second article. What was the name of that? The second article is called Biophotons, The Human Body Emits, Communicates With, and Is Made from Light. And Uh this was written by Sayer G., and his website is greenmedinfo.com. Yeah. So this article's website. on the same subject. Yeah. Yeah. This article's on the same subject, and he's pulled together a ton of research in this article. We wouldn't have the time in three shows to cover everything that's here. But the one piece that really jumped out for me was when uh, he spoke about a piece of research where the subjects. Uh, were in a very dark room and were, were told to imagine light. And when they imagined light, they 
produced significant increases in how much light the cells were emitting. They were measuring how much light was being, in, you know, coming from the cells. And when they were told to sit and imagine in a dark room and imagine the light, visualize it, the body started to increase the amount of light that it was emitting. And so that reminded me of you saying that where the come from, you know, when you're working with clients or when anybody, you know, is with anybody, is where we're coming from, what our intention is underlying that, is is very important because it's that's that's um, that determines how our cells are singing to each other. Mm. Yes, and <clears throat> excuse me, and I want to read something. There's a beautiful picture with that that um, article, and this is an- another piece that really touched me, Ruth, in relating to the work that I feel inside as a highly empathic. Uh, you know, human being. I, I'm very empathic in what I feel working with people. And this reminded me of it. Um, this is just a little piece from the article. Increasingly, science agrees with the poetry of direct human experience. Oh, now you're talking my language. The poetry <laughs> of direct human experience. We are more than the atoms and molecules that make up our bodies but beings of light as well. Biophotons are emitted by the human body, can be released through mental intention, and they modulate fundamental processes within cell-to-cell communication and DNA. What? Oh, there it is. It's all right there, Ruth. Yeah, wow. It, it's it, it's so exciting. Um, um I just wanted to point out that the quote that we actually put in our show description was from uh, Dr. Fritz Albert Pop, where he he was the one who said that um, we are, we now know, and we now know from science, we now know that we are beings of light. Mm. So that's, Mm. wow. You know, Mm. I wonder Mm. if I'm going to start teaching that in schools. Really, really, really. I want to read that again. It feels really important. Um, So here it is again, friends. Increasingly, science agrees with the poetry of direct human experience. We are more than the atoms and molecules that make up our bodies, but beings of light as well. Biophotons are admitted by the human body, can be released through mental intention, and may be modulated fundamental processes within cell-to-cell communication and DNA. Whoa. Whoa. Right there, Ruth. Right there. Mm. Why, mm. Do, why do quantum alchemy radio? Let's look at that. There's every reason to do it right there. Yeah, so we Absolutely. can have these quantum conversations and just um, ordinary everyday, everyday people having a conversation around these new discoveries. Um, and actually, when the live coaching happens, which will be in a few shows from now, you know, we'll give out the number and people can call in live and I'll actually do coaching in the moment, like 10-minute segments of coaching, because I go into what I call laser coaching, um, I actually feel like a laser beam, folks. It's, I just feel my energy laser in to the what's at the core of the heart of the matter that the person is presenting. As a matter of fact, 
how long now have I been doing um, intuitive coaching now, um, Ruth? 14 years or something like that, 12 years um, where people, yeah, yeah, where um, people call in and boom, just coach them in 10-minute segments. It's been extraordinary, some of the shifts that have happened. And as we all know, if, if you have a shift in your perspective, then your reality changes. And... Um, oh, Ruth, maybe my head spinning was trying to come up with an <laughs> example of, you know, a particular situation. Does anything come to you in this moment as... Not, not, not a particular situation, but I just wanted to say that that's related to the article that we've just read and now what we now know about how the body emits light. It explains so many things like prayer and distance healing. And for me, listening to you work for over 13 years on every month on intuitive coaching now, people who, and this is, this is no exaggeration because we've, we've witnessed it, experienced, you know, coaches have come on and been blown away. And, and I remember one woman ringing you after the, the call and saying, how do you do that? I want to know how you do that. And I think it's important, and anyone who knows you would realize this, that you really do, and you've always understood the power of intention and the power of the come from. I've seen you go into a room and and prepare the space before the people arrive for a workshop. And I've, I've, I've seen you more than anybody really pay attention to the energy because you didn't have the science, but you could feel it. You, you could feel the difference that it made. So, so it's, it's the fact that you, you are transmitting, let's say transmitting at a higher vibration. I don't know if we can say that, but there you go, we've said it, before, before right. the conversation even starts. And that's when, when we right. get into the live coaching as the show unfolds. What's exciting is that we can witness that and then marry it with the new emerging science to say that's how it was happening. That's what was going on. Right. Love it, Ruth. Love love every moment of it. Um, I always knew since, since early, 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 early childhood, Ruth, you know, six, five, six, seven, eight, nine, when the world started to make a little bit of sense, I always knew that I was a being of light and love and that wherever Mm -hmm. I walked, I was emanating love and light. I always felt that. And where that came from was because as a child I could see, sense, and feel energy around people. And when I stepped into someone's energy field or stepped into a room, I could feel what was going on before Let's say, I don't know, someone had an argument, and you can actually feel the energy of that. It's not a great Mm -hmm. feeling. The energy is, like, really prickly and sticky. And so I just knew enough to breathe it through. And in breathing it through, it was transmuting it, It, and it was shifting it. So I, I learned very, very early, and I thought everyone was like me. Wow, what a shock that was to find out that not, mm. not everybody is the same. However, what I mean by that is so, Ruth, I walked into the world treating people as I experienced them, meaning 
if I'm walking through the world feeling myself as love and light, then I'm seeing that in the others. And that's what I was most connected to, even though they may have presented, you know, in a different light. They may have presented in their distortions. And, but I always felt the love and the light in them, and that's what I was connected to. So they would change when I was with them. Does that make sense, Ruth? Oh, it makes perfect sense, and I could I could feel that when you were working with me, when you were when you were coaching me, um, I could feel that because I couldn't feel it in myself until, but I could feel it when I was when you were working with me, and I remember mm-hmm. saying to you, um, I remember saying to you that when I close my eyes, all I can see is dark, and you telling me that, that you can you can see light. And I remember asking a nun, I asked a nun once, I said to her, you know when they talk about, people talk about seeing the light, you know, uh, I said, do they really, really see light, as in physical light? I said, is that just like a metaphor or something, you know, because I don't see any light, it's <laughs> pitch black when I close my eyes. And she didn't know the answer. The nun couldn't tell me the answer. But I can tell you now, after, and there's many, many years since, since you were working with me since, since then, I can in a dark room close my eyes and see a little bit of light now, probably not to the degree that you can. But it's exciting. And, and I think oh, most people, we think everybody else is the same as us. And I think a show like this and the work that you do is so important because it opens our eyes. It, it helps us to see, wow, you know, People really do see the light, you know. And mm. I suppose at the time I would have thought, well, poor me, you know, all I can see is pitch dark. But but at least then I could see that there's a path. There's something I can do. I can I can shift this. I can change this. And I can see the light as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And early on it was mentioned, I, I don't know if it was you or in one of the articles we were referring to, Ruth, um, you know, about, again, going into a room and, and, you know, we can light up that room. We can actually light up that room. And what I mean by that is this is from my own experience. As a young child, I, I knew because I was, I was terrified, terrified of the dark. So I learned early on, you know, that I could be like a flashlight inside my head, that I could actually turn on a light inside my head while being in a, a, a dark room. I could, I could be the light in that room. It's kind of like how I've lived my life. There's a lot of, you know, uh-huh. meanings that could go along with that. But it's so true. Everywhere we go, we can be the light in any situation because we are beings of light. And once we start to really bring that into our consciousness, life looks, very different. So now I'm going to move a little bit. At, we're moving into segment three right now, Ruth, and, and I'm thinking about um, everyday life coaching and how important that is. And the more we can come to realize we're all coaching. We, we are all coaching. Um, and if we take the opportunity to become more awake and more alert around being able to use some of the coaching skills that um, can be used every day. And so the number one tip, you know, and I'm sharing uh, coaching skills on YouTube, you'll be able to check out the videos. The number one tip for me is all about listening, Ruth. 
listening as a whole body experience. What I mean by that is if you use your breath to just breathe more of you into a centered space within your body, you'll be able to listen on more of a multidimensional level, hearing all the innuendos that perhaps aren't being said by the person. But your body will start to feel their body and feel if they're congruent in what they have just said. So maybe say a little bit about that, Ruth. Have you experienced that with me? This oh, yes. Well, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's amazing, but I suppose it comes from your experience as, as, well, as, as well as who you are, your being. But again, listening to how you work with people on intuitive coaching now, I suppose a lot of us, ordinary people like me, would listen to somebody and, and you may or may not notice that they sound a little bit tense or a little bit constricted, but we really wouldn't know any more than that, you know, or go any further than that. And you seem to so fast sometimes on you, like in 30 seconds, listen to somebody and not address what they've said, not address the content of what they've said, but come up with a question and they go, oh my goodness, and they drop into it. It's like somebody, what's that, what's that party game you used to play, you know, where you pull a stick and all the other things fall down? It's almost like you've, you've, you've pulled on that and everything else falls into place. And this is what I've consistently seen you do, is, is just go to the heart of the matter in that way as a result of really deeply listening in, in layers. Mm, 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 mm. It's true. And um, we'll, we'll go a little bit deeper with that, friends, when we move into the last segment of the show, which is segment five, when we talk about teaching, parenting, and coaching. Fabulous segment, so close to my heart. So we'll talk a little bit more deeply around that, Ruth. But what comes now, and again, this is organic, folks, which is moving in the moment here. What comes now, Ruth, is I think of, um, yes, I have an online magazine. It's called lifecoachingmagazine.net. Again, that's lifecoachingmagazine.net. And, again, a lifelong dream. So happy that these things are coming into fruition. But there's also a section in there called Everyday Life Coaching, lots of tips that I will be offering every week on these shows. But there's, there's another piece um, that came, and maybe you'll tell the story around this. Um, I want to read, Ruth, perhaps on a weekly mm-hmm. basis, the tenets, what I, what I refer to as the tenets of a conscious journey, the tenets of living a conscious journey where we're awake, alert, alive, aware, conscious of who we are as beings. And in this case, sure, let's come in and say it's beings of light, as beings of love. Life is living through us. So as we move through the world, we are sharing that energy with everyone and through intentioning the upliftment of the people around you is palpable if you walk through life in this way. So Ruth, if you're willing, will you tell the story around how this came about from the book 
The View? Yes, well, The View um, was written by author Dave Patrick, and it was written before 2012. And so what Dave, the editor Dave Patrick was doing is he, he was getting together a number of visionaries, if you like, people who were working in the field of human development, and he wanted to present an idea of a future or different people's visions of the future for humanity. And he had people like uh, Neil Donald Walsh and Irving Laszlo and um, Dorothy McLean, who was one of the co-founders of the Finthorn Spiritual Community in Scotland. And, uh, and so he asked a lot of different authors to write a chapter in this book, Visioning the Future for Humanity. And yeah, chapter. so I'm, I'm remembering some of them, Ruth. Um, Irvin Laszlo, Neil Donald Walsh. Um, yeah, there was about, what, 26? Yes, yes. 20, 20, they were described as 26 pioneers of the new, um, I forget now, the new humanity or something. Or the new, new spirituality, spirituality, that's right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And yeah. um, Peter Russell, Peter Russell, I don't know if everybody knows Peter Russell, but he's very well known in the UK because he's a very spiritually oriented um, science, scientist. He's, he's a scientist and he wrote a book a long time ago called Where God Meets Science. So he's always been very interested in where science and spirituality meet. But anyway, that's, that's Peter Russell. So uh, your chapter in the book, Anya, I remember how it came in for you. It came in like a series of of poetic verses like poetry and uh, I remember the word tenets coming in and you know you said what a tenet right. you looked it up and it says right. tenets are actually poetic verses that are designed to guide us in, in our life people in the past used to speak of religious tenets they were just meant to be verses that would guide us and, and this is how it how it dropped in for you mm-hmm. I remember that morning Wisdom. And, and by the way, um, friends, Ruth also has a chapter in that book. I'll, I'll come to that in a moment. Um, I remember that morning. Ruth, hers was already written. I think it was, what, 5,000 words or something, Ruth? Was it 5,000 words? Something like that, yeah. Something like <laughs> yeah, that, right. Yeah. So Ruth was already done, you know, meticulously did it over a period of time. And so the morning of... The second deadline's ending, okay, the second deadline's ending, the morning of, actually the day before, I heard the words, in the light of a new day. And I remember saying to you, Ruth, well, I've got the title. It's in the light of a new day. I don't know about the rest of it. And the next morning I woke up at 4, which is when I usually, you know, my feet are on the ground and doing meditation and journaling and what have you, you know, moving and intentioning into my day, put my hands on the keyboard at four in the morning, and they just didn't stop. It was a free flow stream of consciousness from 11 to 2 in the afternoon, and boom, 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 the fingers just went across the keyboard. And that was the whole chapter. And then I remember showing it to Ruth, and then I heard the word tenets. Ruth said to me, this is so poetic and, you know, lyrical, poetic. And I said, it's tenets. And so I went through, and I just pulled out what I felt were tenets. And it came out to be 44. I added none. I took away none. 
how amazing was that, Ruth? So I called Oh, them. yeah. <laughs> yeah, tenants for a conscious journey. So I want to jump in and share the first one, folks. And by the way, you can find all of this at lifecoachingmagazine.net. So here we go, and Ruth and I will chat a bit about it. So, in the light of a new day, Conscious Journey Tenet number one of 44, in the light of a new day, you are anew. You are fresh. You are rejuvenated. It is true. Only you can know this for yourself. Bring this idea into your conscious awareness can be the welcoming point of each new day. Upon reflection at the close of each day, you can look for what you are grateful for to include lessons learned from your life experiences. What a beautiful conscious way of melting into the unconscious slumber of a good night's sleep. So what I can say for myself in this first of 44 tenets for living a conscious journey, Ruth, is that is what I do daily. I actually do gratitudes. I have a gratitude journal. And either in the morning or in the evening or both, I, I just reflect, not for a long time, I reflect on what I am grateful for to the point of feeling it. So I'm in a state when I awaken and when I close my eyes and go to sleep, I'm actually in the feeling state of gratitude. What a beautiful mm. way to sleep. What are your thoughts on mm. that, Ruth, on this tenet? What did you hear? Uh, well, I love uh, the idea that for, on a new day we are new. We are new. Mm. That That is just so inspiring and so hopeful and we forget we bring all the rubbish from yesterday and all the problems from yesterday well my I do the minute my eyes are open the mind comes in like a machine processing all the things that were left over from yesterday but when I can go into a different space when I can step into a different space of allowing this day to be new this day to be different it has a different outcome it's it so makes a difference it's so important and this is such mm. a beautiful reminder, Anya. Mm. Mm. Yes. And I, I think now, Ruth, about the beautiful chapter that you wrote for that book as well. The, the title of the chapter escapes me for a moment, but folks, Ruth, on um, one of the loves of her life is soul astrology. And Ruth, as a soul path, coach does coaching around the uh, what I call the the living energy mandala which is the energy that whoo we're hitting and moving through you the moment that you were born the planetary energies are all um, guideposts and guidelines that are that are moving you through life on a particular path and when when you start to find out, like, wow, this is not random. This is not random. There is, there is something here. There is a path. There is a soul path that is guiding my life. So maybe, Ruth, we just take a couple of minutes, um, you know, give the title of your chapter and just say a little bit about the article 
um, because that's also at your website. And then we'll do, let's move into a promo for you after that. Sure. Well, the title of the chapter is called Soul Astrology, A Holistic Science for the Soul Age. And it speaks to us. It speaks to astrology as an ancient science. And like you said, Anya, that it's it's really astrology is only symbolic of our energy field, mm-hmm. and that we can actually use astrology as a tool. And it can be a science. It's, it's not considered a science, but it can be a science in the original sense of the term. The word science comes from the Latin scientia, which means mm-hmm. to know. It means knowledge. And so any valid way of acquiring true knowledge can be a science. And uh, there's a form in psychology, there's a type of research called heuristic research, which means it's, we don't, everything doesn't have to be objective. We can actually take our own personal experience and it can be valid. Our observing ourselves can be valid if it can be what we call replicated, meaning under the same conditions, if someone else repeats it, they'll get the same results. And of course, that's what's been known in meditation. For thousands of years, people use the same technique and they get the same results, feeling more peaceful, accessing their inner joy. And so that's basically, in a nutshell, what the chapter is saying, is that astrology can be a science in that sense, in that we can use our knowledge of astrology and our energy field as a tool for when we're observing ourselves and how we flow our energy. And then that tool helps us to expand our, our perception and our consciousness. Right. And how does light fit into that, you know, taking the back to what we were talking about in segment one, that we are beings of light? Well, astrology is a a language of light. It's a language of light, and it's a language of energy. And the ancients knew this, but we lost all that with our modern idea of what astrology is. So when you actually read something like esoteric astrology and some of the deeper teachings in, in in a lot of the Eastern traditions, like in Tibetan astrology, for example, they never lost that. They never lost mm. that a, a connection with medicine and uh, channels of light in the body and the astrological connections with those channels of light. Um, and, you know, it's the same channels they use in acupuncture. So, so these connections between uh, astrology as a language to, to describe the different patterns of energy, that's, that's never been lost. Mm. Sorry, that's mm. never been lost in the East, but it, we've lost it in the West. Right, right. Well, Ruth, I, I can clearly see that that the work that you do, because I, you know, I'm very aware of your work. I'm a big proponent of your work. What a difference it is making in people's lives when they know what their particular energy mandala is in this mm. life. Let's let's shoot into a promo for you around that, Ruth. Your Soul Path Astrologer, RuthHaddigan.com. If you're asking, who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? There are answers. You were born with them in your astrological mandala. Book a session with RuthHaddigan.com. Ruth answers your deepest questions about your life and relationships. But now, Ruth Haddigan. Awesome. 
just in case you didn't catch it, friends, it is Ruth Hadiken. That's R-U-T-H Hadiken, H-A-D-I-K-I-N, Hadiken.com. And check her out. Uh, she is my personal soul astrologer, and what a difference it has made in my life. And, and it truly is a language of light. And being that we are light beings, it it's just fits in so perfectly. Ruth, mm-hmm. if you take just a minute or two, um, just to kind of demonstrate for people a little bit, would you talk about my personal, yes, I'm going to get real personal with you folks because I got the inside <laughs> scoop here, my personal soul path and what that means on a soul level. Just a couple of minutes. Sure. Just to make it brief, I'll just jump right in. But people can read more about soul astrology as well on your on lifecoachingmagazine.net. So if people go to lifecoachingmagazine.net, they'll see the living soul astrology section and they can find everything out about soul astrology there. But basically, for each of the 12 zodiac signs, there are lower octaves, there are lower fear-based expressions, and there are higher octaves, there are higher love-based expressions. And so in soul astrology language, we would say that you are a Libra soul with a Cancer Aries personality and so what that means is that your your libra soul the higher octave the higher vibration the higher light of your libra soul is focused through the lens of a cancer aries personality in this lifetime so from the point of view of a libra soul you're here to harmonize the opposites and walk the middle path so you're really here as a libra soul to bring greater degrees of harmony onto the planet and teach right relationship. Well, how perfect is that? Look at you coaching, consulting, and now here you are on the radio. And one of the most beautiful things you do, which people will see when they tune in, listeners will hear you uh, helping people to up language. You do bring in advanced higher language, higher communication. I've even heard you say that love is a higher thought about somebody. Well, there's nothing, there's no more perfect quote to sum up a Libra soul than love is a higher thought about somebody. So your Libra soul is then focused through this cancer early lens. So when people experience you, they get the compassion, the wonderful, loving, they feel that wonderful, but they're held in such a loving, compassionate space, which is, uh, which is cancer. And then you bring in phenomenal intuition. Aries is the most intuitive sign of the zodiac, and you bring in wonderful intuition and inspire people with ideas. And that's one of the higher um, octaves of Aries is, is intuition and to inspire others with ideas. So that's basically how it works. You have your soul, your higher soul vibration that's coming through as a Libra soul. You're bringing greater harmony, and that's focused through the lens of your personality. And you're a Cancer Aries personality, so you're focusing that through the lens of compassion, intuition, and inspiring others with ideas. Mm. And so... So in hearing that, folks, and of course in the more detailed one that I that I had earlier with um, Ruth, it made perfect sense as to why I feel what I feel as I move through the world and how I am used, so to speak, 
um, for higher purpose in this world. And yes, love, that is a definition that really fits for me. It's higher thought about a person, place, or situation. And when we can move through thinking a higher thought about what we're looking at, we're actually shifting the vibration or frequency. We're shifting the energy of it by holding it in that space of a higher thought. And that certainly does, Ruth, speak to the light, you know, that we've we've been talking about being beings of light Mm -hmm. and quantum alchemy, Ruth. Because, and, and this balancing or harmonizing the opposites and, and bringing things into cohesion. I actually physically can feel that in my body. I can feel when, when something becomes balanced. Um, you know, let's say I'm working with a couple in a workshop and, you know, they, they're not relating and the, the communication is off and they have differences. Working with them, I can actually feel in my body when my languaging starts to balance them out and they start to, um, again, shift by seeing things differently and a shift in perspective, the way they see each other or the situation they brought to, you know, the table, when they start to see it and feel it differently, the reality outside of them actually shifts around the new perspective. So, checking in, Ruth, where are we now? Maybe just do a little recap, Ruth, about some of the points that we've covered so far. Well, we started off talking talking about the two articles, talking about how our bodies actually emit light and how that there's Mm. information, there's a message in this light. So our cells are singing to each other while we're, while we're talking. We spoke about uh, why you're doing quantum alchemy radio and how that all fits in so that people can actually see, uh, listen to the transformational shifts that happen when, when the live callers start calling in to be coached. And we're going to marry that with the science. We spoke about how we're going to marry that with the, the science of light. Um, you spoke a little bit about uh, your coaching and, and consulting and how that works. Mm. Um, we spoke about lifecoachingmagazine.net, where people can go to see everyday life coaching. They'll find the section on In the Light of a New Day, the Conscious, conscious Journey Tenets, which are there to inspire us, to, to uplift us, to help us to, to be in that higher vibration, given that. Uh, it's very important based on the science that we heard at the beginning. Um, our intention and how we're flowing our energy into the world is very important. That relates to the soul astrology and that brings us right up to, to where we are now with you just giving right. out the number for the uh, the right. call-ins. Right. So as we move into um, segment five, Ruth, which is where we're really going to get into... Um, teaching, parenting, coaching, and taking a look at what that world is like from a quantum alchemy standpoint. What I'd like to do is take just two or three minutes, friends, listeners, our listening friends, and again, share the word. We're really excited um, if you take the time and share the word about the show. 
You know, there are so many people that we come across in our daily life that just a slight shift in perspective through the coaching might free them up and liberate them from something. So spread the word and have them call in or listen to the show. But in these next few minutes, I want to take what I call quantum moments. And what that means is we're just going to stop for a moment. And you can still be doing something, but inside you're just focusing on the words that are just going to flow from me. And I'm going to tap in, if you will, to the collective consciousness of us all. Just tapping in to that collective consciousness and seeing what words may want to come through for us. So I'm going to ring the King Shah just to, just to help us quiet for a moment. In this moment, bring into your heart, bring into your higher mind, someone in your life, perhaps you're challenged by. Allow the energy, the thought of that person just to come in, in this moment. It can also be a situation that you're challenged by. Not enough time, not enough money, whatever. You know, some of the the, um, weather challenges that are happening in the world, whatever it is, just allow something to come in into the space right now. And as you do that, become aware of your breathing And realize that as you breathe, that person, place, or situation in, it can be shifting like an ocean wave. It can be shifting just by breathing it into and through your heart. Breathe it in. You are a magnificent being of light. Start to feel that now. Allow yourself to start to feel that now. Allow yourself to feel electrified, every cell in your body, raising its frequency, spinning, 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 raising its frequency. You are a being of light. You matter. You make a difference. With every conscious breath, as you move and walk through life, you are making a difference just by breathing. Breathe in more of the light, more of the energy, breathing it in, and exhaling. Breath is life force energy. Most of us are unconscious and forget about breathing deeply. Are you breathing? Can you breathe more deeply, more consciously? And in that, you will be influencing, directly influencing your outer world. 
to my invitation to you moving forward in this day and throughout your week is breathe more consciously, knowing that you are light, love, and life moving through you. In gratitude. So, Ruth, maybe jump in with the promo for Quantum Journeys? If you want change, Quantum Journeys will take you to a space beyond the physical and non-physical, where all change happens first. Whether you want to experience more peace, health, wealth, and well-being, all can be realized with Quantum Journeys. Try one more. Quantum Journeys. Yes, folks, they're only about 15 minutes long, and what basically happens, it can actually shift your state by taking just those 12, 10, 12, 15 minutes, you know, putting on the headset if you have one, or just listening, and allow the state, your state to change and, and become more relaxed, more alert, more aware. So I'll keep you posted on those. So here we go, Ruth, into, uh, I'm a teacher to the core of my being, can't help it everywhere I go, teaching and parenting and coaching and what all that means to us as, as a humanity that's really waking up. What might that mean when we look at teaching, parenting, coaching? We all know we were not born with directions. Hi, Mom and Dad. This is who I am, <laughs> and this is how to be with me, and these are the lessons I need to learn, and here's the way you can best teach them to me based on my unique learning style. Mm, I didn't get those directions either when I came in or birthed my children. Did you get directions, Ruth? No. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we think of astrology as the directions, but it takes a few years (laughs) to understand the astrology. (laughs) Right. Well, actually, I do think of it as a wonderful guideline. Um, So what I want to dedicate this final segment to Quantum Alchemy Radio Show is to talking about that, Ruth, and bringing in tips, tools, Mm. and techniques around that. So let's look at um, parenting. Let's look at teaching. Let's look at coaching. What jumps out in this moment, Ruth, actually is coaching. I was on faculty for Coach University. I think it's now known as Coach U. Uh, for about three and a half years, um, trained thousands of coaches all over the world. Um, there were about 36 people in the different classes. I averaged oh, between eight and a dozen classes a week. That's a lot of people. What I'm excited about, Ruth, is, again, the everyday life coaching. You don't need to call yourself a professional coach in whatever capacity. In my situation, it's personal and professional development. We can be everyday coaches, and I want to share those skills because they also can be applied to parenting or teaching. 
So let's take a few moments about that. Earlier in the with the coaching tip, I talked about listening. That's my number one right there. When I take a coach to the the course, the, it was a 12 week course um, that I taught coaches on. Imagine that, Ruth. 12 week course. Um, oh yes. For listening, fabulous. One of the most potent, uh, you know, potent. Um, things you can do is really learn how to listen. So let's take that coaching skill, Ruth, and let's move that into teaching because, you know, you also are a teacher to the core of your being. So, and parenting as well. And by the way, folks, you don't need to directly be a parent and have a child to be able to parent, because I believe it takes a village to parent children. It could, you know, people that you're riding on the bus with or meeting on the street, the children in the neighborhood. So what might that look like, Ruth, in in terms of teaching, coaching, parenting when it comes to listening? Anything jump? If not, I've got something right here. Go ahead. Say, say again. So one of the things I've noticed, yeah, I think it's breaking up a little bit, but one of the things I've noticed, Anya, uh, when when you you really bring up, you're oriented towards the other person. When you're listening deeply, your orientation is towards the other person. You're really, uh, your interest is in on the other person feeling heard, is the other person feeling heard. And... I heard you on one of the everyday life coaching tips on lifecoachingmagazine.net. I heard you say to pay attention to the eyes behind the eyes so your energy isn't going out, uh, like glaring at the person, but you're more relaxed. And then the other person can be received. And I have done quite a lot in my past of nursing and midwifery and teacher training Um a lot about interpersonal skills, but I never heard anybody use this kind of energetic language like you mm-hmm. use until I met you. And so you really do take it to a different level. You take it to a new mm-hmm. level. And, as, and I've, I've witnessed you many times you know, over the years how you are with your own grandchildren even, you know, how you listen to them, how you, how you are with them, how you speak with them. And coming from a conventional perspective, some of the uh, some of the conversations I've heard you have with them at very young age, two three years of age, I would have thought, oh no, they're too young for this kind of conversation. Meaning the words were too long. You know, the language you're using seemed to be above them. But they got it. Time and time again, I watched them relating with you and like, oh yeah, okay, Nana, and they they get it and they they. They understand it, and I thought, wow, you know, how often do we underestimate children because we think oh, they're yes. too young to understand something? Mm. And you, mm. and you, listen, you know, you listen to them. You, I heard you, you mentioned earlier on the call about whole body listening because you're not just paying attention to the words that they're saying. You're paying attention to the come from. You're reading energetically what's going on for them underneath, and you're sensitive to that. Mm. A recent example that comes to my mind is Cole, who's six, and Sienna, who is five. And Cole's going through this 
phase and stage, and as we know, and this too shall pass, but in this moment, it's all about Sienna making him angry, Sienna making him cry. So I think of yesterday, and he's like, Sienna, you're just making me mad and you're making me cry. And I just simply said, Cole, that is impossible. And he stopped, which is a beautiful thing, because that's the moment. And by the way, folks, friends, I'm moving into tips, tools, and techniques. That is the moment when you have an opportunity is when the child or the adult or the student stops. Boom, there's your opportunity, because nothing can happen if, if there isn't a space to bring in new information. If their mind is busy and they're still talking or doing something, you're then just laying information on top of what's already going on for them. It won't go in that way. You have to create an opening, find a way to create an opening where everything stops for an instant, and then you can go in with the new idea, the new information, or plant a seed. So, Cole, I said to him, and I used language that would cause him to stop. I said, Cole, that's impossible. And he stopped. And I looked at him. He looked at me. And I said, where it's impossible is you don't have the power to go jump inside. Um, I mean, Sienna doesn't have the um, ability to jump inside your body and turn on the fountain called crying. She cannot make you cry. Well, well, what's going on then, Nina? I said, Cole, something inside of you felt by something Sienna said or did. Is that true or not? He said, yes, and it made me cry. She made me cry. And I said, that's impossible, Cole. He said, oh, yeah, that's right. She can't jump inside me and turn the fountain on. I was hurt. <laughs> I was hurt. And then the tears came. I said, that's right, Cole. So now, do you want to stay a victim in this and have it be all about Sienna making you cry? Or as a result of feeling hurt and the tears coming, do you want to say something to Sienna to let her know how you are feeling? He looked at her and he said, When you call me names, I feel hurt, and I cry. Please don't call me names anymore. She said, okay, and off they went skipping and running and playing. (laughs) I mean, really, Ruth, when you think about it, these are such, um, you know, simple yet profound skills that our children are not being taught. And, and the way in which I know yeah. that, Ruth, is because I was never taught those things. I learned those things That's as an adult. That's right, and me neither. And many adults, and many adults don't even learn them. Many adults are still going around saying, "You made me cry. You hurt me." Look, we only need to look on the internet or Facebook to see how people are talking about each other in relationship. She hurt me. He hurt me. He did this. He did that. Because even right. adults don't get it. So I'm your. That that was really beautiful, I have to say, just listening to that little bit about the conversation with, between you and Sienna. 
that's just mm-hmm. such a beautiful example, and that's that's something that uh, listeners going to hear, you know, on the show in in future episodes as people and experience it when people call in for coaching. So it, it's really a wonderful opportunity here. Right. So I want to use the the opportunity, um, you know, in segment five, Ruth, to really take a look at sharing and raising consciousness and raising awareness, you know, around some of the skills. But you actually also will be hearing it, friends, listeners, um, with the call-ins. As I'm coaching the call-ins live, you will begin to hear the use of some of these skills. And between myself and Ruth, we will point them out. So you can actually be learning and listening or listening and learning and go out into your world and and start to practice and apply some of these things. So anything to add to that, Ruth, before we wrap up? Just just how powerful it is. And if people are interested already and want to call in and be coached to actually call in next week, and uh, you know the call-in number is eight one eight four nine five sixty nine thirty. That's eight one eight four nine five sixty nine thirty. I would encourage people to dial in early because once once people get familiar with your style, there will be a long queue to be coached, and not, there won't be time for everybody, of course, to be coached on the show. And any situation um, can be brought in you know, a family situation or something going on at work or or maybe you just don't even know. Maybe something inside just feels stuck or you don't know, you know, you don't know what to do next. It really, you don't have to have it formulated what you bring to the circle, so to speak. You can just jump in with me and, and I'll help to draw that out of you. Um, very, very beneficial. I'm so excited, Ruth, about being able to do this. Mm-hmm. And as you know, um, in this particular phase, let's call it phase or path of my life, I'm really in my own self-discovery, in my own self-awareness, Ruth, really looking at um, the multidimensionality of me and the, how that shows up as different aspects and then being able to bring that in a multimedia way. So the radio would be one of them. The YouTube videos that are happening, you know, bringing the coaching skills. And then to the Life Coaching Magazine where we're doing articles. Um, just fabulous. It's, uh, you know, I'm all about everyday life coaching and yeah. in a multidimensional, multimedia way. So it's been real, folks. That's what you're getting right here. You're getting real, the real deal, real people, real-life situations. So I invite you to call in and share the word. If, if, you have, if you know of anyone that's stuck with something, absolutely have them call in. And I look forward to seeing you next time, next week, every Wednesday, 9 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. We're together for about an hour and a half. A little, just a little bit shorter than that. And Ruth, I just want to say to all of our friends and listeners out there how deeply grateful I am for the connection that we have mm. and that we're able to share in this way as you being co-host for one of the dreams of my life, which is to bring this information out into the world through radio. So I really appreciate that. 
You're welcome, Anya. So we'll see you next time, folks. Thank you for listening to the Quantum Alchemy Radio Show. Join us again every Wednesday as hosts, guests, and callers create a new, different, and timely show. We invite you to be the shift that wants to happen in the world. Thank you.